Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jackie Woodside. She's the author of a new book called Money Vibe, Your Financial Freedom Formula, Whether You Have Money or Not. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Jackie. Yeah, it's really great to be here with you. Thanks so much. Just give us a little bit of your history leading into uh, writing this book. All right. Um, so, yeah, I had been a psychotherapist for many, many years and also a coach. I, I was a therapist for 30 years and I overlapped 15 of those years in coaching and really saw whether it was in psychotherapy or in the coaching industry that one of the things that kept people up at night most often was this thing called money and their fears and frustrations around the topic of money, fears that they weren't going to make it and they would suffer in some way or frustration that they weren't able to explode it or expand their financial well-being and then the, you know, the subsequent lack of self-esteem and, and suffering that they occurred that way. So, um, so that drew my interest to it. I've always had an interest in prosperity, prosperity consciousness and the link between how we think, feel, and what we believe and what we produce financially. So that's what led to the book. So what has been the impact, particularly the last three years of the pandemic um, and the big downer from that and then the big recovery and the stock market falling and then coming back, all this volatility and uncertainty, what has been the impact on people's emotional uh, state and, and their financial ability as a result of that? Well, yeah, I, I mean, anybody who's paying attention to what's happening uh, around the globe, it's been it's been tragic, uh, quite honestly. Uh, higher rates of uh, suicide and overdoses uh, than in, at any time in previous history. Uh, our longevity rates, overall U.S. longevity, have decreased because of the high high uh, percentage of particularly white men between like 25 and 45 who are dying via uh, suicide and uh, overdose. So the impact, I think, particularly, I mean, it's been, it's been across the board, but you know, men more often have those kind of more dramatic reactions than women do. So I think women suffer quietly through depression and alcoholism, and men suffer perhaps more vehemently through suicide and overdose. So it's been it's been significant in seeing people really suffering. The increase right now in homelessness in the United States, the highest category of people now facing homelessness in our country, this is really striking and super upsetting, it's people aged 65 and over. So are you saying that if people had the right money vibe, uh, and, and prosperity consciousness, as you would call it. A lot of that could have been avoided despite the traumas of having a pandemic and a volatile market and all the things you're talking about, that money consciousness could have allowed a lot of people to get through that better. That's that's making it sound super simplistic, but but to to respond with simplicity, yes, and with an asterisk next to that, yes, it's way more complicated than that. But yes, yes, the answer is yes. If people were trained in understanding, uh, you know, money consciousness, money vibe, uh, prosperity consciousness, if they were trained and capable in using that training, they would suffer less. Yes, absolutely. So let's take your own case. I mean, you're, you're the ultimate in money vibe. You have an optimal money vibe since you know everything about this. How did you do during the last three years? I crushed it. <laughs> I crushed it. My portfolio almost doubled. 
I bought a third home during the pandemic. I've hired an architect and have plans to uh, tear it down and build a nicer one that's there. Um, yeah, I, I've done really, really well. So how do you separate your personal vibe, as you call it, from the events that are happening in the world that would affect a lot of people negatively, like the pandemic or losing your job or becoming homeless or, you know, all the terrible things that have happened in the last three years. How do you kind of separate these events from your uh, ability to, to process those events, I guess you might say? Yeah. Um, do you want the short answer or the long answer? You can go for the long <laughs> answer. It's okay. I can give you the long answer. Okay. Um, so let's just start really high level. So part of understanding consciousness is understanding the, the power, the creative ability that we have through consciously directing our world of thought and emotion. And that for me is linked to my spiritual beliefs that we are here as a creative element, a creative force, that the, the creator and its creation are one. So we are always engaged in a creative process. And there's a scripture verse that says, be in the world, but not of the world. And I take that to heart when it comes to my consciousness and my money vibe. So be in the world, obviously, Jordan, you and I are here in the flesh, walking around, enjoying ice cream and uh, a picnic on the weekend and, and swimming in the ocean. We're enjoying all of the human activities that we are here for, but not of the world. And I take that to mean that I don't allow the outer uh, trappings of our culture and society influence and determine how I think, how I feel and what I believe. So I am founded, steeped in my thoughts, feelings, and beliefs directed by me, my consciousness, my higher self, my higher mind, not by looking at, you know, the stock market and all the job loss and the suffering. And I don't mean I ignore the suffering. I give to charity and I donate and I do service work. So I don't, I'm not saying I'm like hardcore and ignoring the suffering of those around me, but I'm not of that. I'm not given by that. So understanding you know, or believing and then learning to use your creative potential and then not being kind of tossed around in the waves like a bottle by the external conditions of our world is what allowed me to do that. So we're going to get into it in more detail with, with the book, but people today are kind of overwhelmed with input, with the news and uh, social media and they have to buy meme stocks and do day trading and uh, financial planners telling them what to do all the time. And there's just a lot of input coming into the people about their financial lives all the time. So how do they kind of sort through that or not get overwhelmed by it so that they, they can kind of stay with their, their cores, as you would say? Yeah. Um, you know, I think you, you know, get off social media. <laughs> you know, be really mindful. And in fact, I, I wrote a section about this, either in that book or I, can, I honestly don't remember either in that book or, or um, a blog post that I wrote of being as mindful about what you consume with your mind as you are about what you eat. So a lot of people now are paying attention to, you know, health and nutrition, right? They're, you know, wanting to eat organic or low GMO, or maybe they've got a keto diet or they're vegan or vegetarian. People are really thinking a lot about nutrition. Do you think as much about what you are putting into your mind? because your mind is really the seat of your beliefs, your thoughts, and your emotions. 
So if you're not cautious or mindful or, or attentive to what you are consuming, it will consume you. I mean, I'm sure we all have you know, a distant relative or a neighbor or a friend who's gotten caught up in some kind of cultural, you know, whether it's conspiracy thought or or belief system that really impacted their lives, not in a positive way. And the best way of, of avoiding that is to just not get caught up in the, if you will, the cultural narratives that you're being fed. So that's the, the, the first part of it. Be really, really mindful of what you are consuming uh, in terms of, uh, uh, of media. And then the second part turn is... It off. You're saying turn, turn some of it off, really. Just don't yeah, take it in the first turn place. Turn some of it off. Like, like, you know, the question that I, I can ask myself when I goes down these rabbit holes or this article looks interesting. I mean, because look, there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of interesting stuff out there. But the question I ask myself is this. How relevant is this to the, to the quality of my life? And if the answer to that question is not like, yeah, this is super relevant, then what am I doing spending my time there? Now, that doesn't mean I don't ever enjoy a movie with my family or with my spouse. You know what I mean? It's fine to like have some entertainment, except when that entertainment becomes more and more and more of what you are doing with your, your time and your mind and your thought. I don't want to be consumed by anything other than what I choose to focus on. Mm-hmm. Also in the political realm, I mean, we seem to be very polarized today, and that affects people's economics. I mean, part of the um, appeal of Trump was the grievance that people had that they weren't being heard, and here's a guy who's going to be from outside the system who's going to change it to help me. So there's an emotional aspect to that as well. So, you, again, you think you should kind of turn off that political uh, acrimony we see all the time? Ah, really good question. Um, we are very polarized as a people. And, you know, what makes me really concerned and upset and sad about that, Jordan, is because at the at the deepest level, we all want the same things. I don't care if you're as far left hugging, you know, every tree that you walk by or as far right as, you know, whatever set of beliefs you might have. And let's close down. Let's close down the government. You know, wherever you are on that political spectrum, what we all want is to be happy be healthy, have a good life, you know, help out, make a difference in our community, take care of our kids, have our kids be happy, healthy, and wealthy. We all want the same things. So do I say turn off the political discord? You know, I, I guess I would say no, because I do think one of the one of our ways out of this right now is through yeah. engagement in political dialogue. So uh, I, I do, I, I wouldn't say to turn it off. I would say be mindful to the degree to which the political polarization is starting to mold you. And is it is it the way is the way that it's molding you uh, in alignment with the person that you want to be? Mm -hmm. How's that? Because it's splitting families apart. I mean, it's totally. So the only way around that really is to be able at any given moment to be able to say, this is how far I'm willing to go, or this is where I need to pull myself out of that. And, you know, clearly some of the people who are now in prison needed to pull themselves back and were not able to because of the emotional pull that some of the, the ways of, of rhetoric can get expressed can really uh, impact people and impact pe people's lives. Yeah. You say that in your first chapter that the first factor is awareness. Yeah. You cannot change what you cannot see. So yeah. how do you become aware of your money vibe? 
Well, uh, that's all in the book. You become aware of your money vibe. Let me let me give you the three questions that I've asked every single audience. First question is, what do you most often think when you think about your money and your finances or your financial future? And just jot that down. What do you most often think? Second thing is, how do you most often feel when you think about money? And thirdly is, what do you most often say? So if you're the kind of person that, you know, you most often think I don't have enough money and how you feel is stressed and anxious and what you say is I'm screwed because it's not going to work out, you've got a pretty low money vibe. If you're the kind of person that says what you most often think is, well, maybe I'm struggling right now, but it's going to get better. Uh, and what you most often feel is a sense of hope, optimism, and and, uh, and positive anticipation. And what you most often say is, look, I've gotten through lots of difficult things. I got this. Then you've probably got a, a medium high money vibe. And if you say money is everywhere, uh, you know, if you, what you most often think, feel, and say is, you know, a sense of relax or excitement and enthusiasm, and you just know that money is everywhere and you just have to channel it into your life, you've got a pretty high money vibe. So your attitude towards money has this big a, a, a contributing factor is what actually you do and how the how how the outcome happens. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I use this acronym called BEAT. Your BEAT creates your vibe. And BEAT stands for beliefs, emotions, attitudes, what you just said, attitudes, and thoughts. So B-E-A-T, beliefs, emotions, attitudes, and thoughts. Your BEAT creates your vibe that creates your experience with money. Right. And vibe, by the way. We have a vibe about everything, but you and I are just going to talk about money today. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jackie Woodside. Her book is called Money Vibe, Your Financial Freedom Formula, Whether You Have Money or Not. You can find out more at her website, JackieWoodside.com. We'll be back after this. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the Internet. It's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jackie Woodside. She is the author of a book called Money Vibe, Your Financial Freedom Formula. Whether you have money or not, you can find out more at her website, JackieWoodside.com. Welcome back to the show, Jackie. Oh, it's so fun. I'm really enjoying this time together. Thanks again for having me. Tell people a little bit what they can find at JackieWoodside.com. Well, first of all, tons of free stuff. Um, I have uh, recordings of master classes, some free ebooks for download. I have a Money Vibe Challenge, a 30-day Money Vibe Challenge that you can participate in for free that will, I promise you, increase what you bring in over the course of that month. Um, and then a, a very uh, robust blog section where you can see a lot of blog blog posts that I've written, um, some news clips of me. It's it's a fairly robust uh, website. Excellent, excellent. Your chapter two is what you call the reality check, which is your financial fitness. So how do you kind of see where you stand before you're going to change your vibe? You have to kind of know where you where you are. How do you do your reality check? Yeah, you know, I, I'll say this is one of the things that I, I honestly that I appreciate about my body of work that I don't see enough coaches do and, and maybe even, you know, financial coaches or financial planners. Look, everybody wants a great vision, right? Everybody wants a financial future that's robust and exciting. But if your house is on fire, I don't think it's, you know, the first thing that you go out and do is not create this robust vision for how you're going to become a mega millionaire over the next, you know, three to five years. The first thing you need to do is check and see where am I right now? So looking at your current financial fitness means doing a deep dive into your current financial well-being in terms of, you know, any debt that you have, any money owed to people uh, that, you know, you kind of always hope you don't run into that person at a party because you owe them 10 grand from that deal that went bad 10 years ago and you never paid them back. That kind of stuff. You know, that a that lot of people have, uh, whether it's a past alimony or a family member you borrowed money from, that weighs on us. And when you're out of integrity with other people, it's hard. It's one of the things that causes your vibration, your vibe, uh, which is this resonant field that you live in that allows things to come in more easily or move through you more, you know, come to you with greater ease. When you've got a more dense vibe because you're out of integrity in lots of areas in your life, it just makes it harder to have that kind of flow and, and ease that you want in life, in every area of your life. You know, your finances, your relationships, your well-being. So your financial fitness inventory looks at things like, uh, you know, bad debt, things that you haven't repaid, people that you owe money to, uh, taxes that you haven't made good on. It asks whether or not you have a financial plan. Do you have written financial goals? Do you have a will and an estate to take care of things for your family? Again, you know, maybe you're the person that's like, well, I don't care, I'll be dead. Well, you do care because one of the things you care about is leaving your family in good shape. So it's a robust checklist that has people think deep and broad into their the current state of their financial fitness. And the reason for that is you want to be able to, to, in, to ensure that you're building your financial future on a solid foundation, not this pie in the sky hope and dream. You've got to take care of, you know, creating that structural integrity before you build your vision. Just like you'd have to, if you know, if you're building a building, you wouldn't start with the roof. You, you know, you wouldn't start with the walls. 
you start with creating a solid foundation so that it has longevity and that it's going to support you for the rest of perhaps many, many lifetimes. You actually have some questions uh, with your financial fitness assessment. Just give us a sense of some of the things you should be looking at to assess your current situation. Yeah, so I just mentioned a handful of them. Are your taxes paid? Do you owe debt, you know, or do you have a debt situation with other people? Uh, you know, do, uh, do you have a sense of um, what your financial future is going to look like? Do you have a, a plan for that? Um, do you have a committed plan of savings, uh, whether into a savings account or to into a Roth IRA or into your retirement account? Um, is your income what you want it to be? Is it, you know, are you making the kind of money that you want? Do you pay your bills on time? Just simple stuff like that, Jordan, can make such a difference, uh, you know, of paying your bills on time. Do you have some kind of a liquid account? I call it my contingency fund. Some people call it an emergency fund, but three to six months living expenses in a liquid, easily accessible account. Um, those are the kinds of things uh, that I have people look at. You know, do you live within your means or are you living, you know, on, on too much credit? People who are living on too much credit are creating the conditions for disaster through both with their health because of the stress that that causes and, of course, with their wealth because living on credit is going to implode at some point. So if people answer all those questions in a negative way, they, they're not paying their bills on time, they've got debt, they're not saving, all the things you just said, mm -hmm. it can come up with guilt and feeling bad about themselves. It makes you even more depressed if you're not doing the right thing, so to speak. So how do you kind of not get overwhelmed by all the the bad stuff you're doing in spite yeah. of turning yeah. around to be, you know, ways to improve? Yeah, no, I total, totally get that. But look, Jordan, people who are, you know, and by the way, it's the majority of people that you just described. Most of the people that come to me do have this kind of lower financial fitness assessment score at the beginning. Um, but pe the person who is going to have a low financial fitness score at the beginning of our work is also a person who already has a low money vibe. What I mean by that is their beliefs, emotions, attitudes, and thoughts are already in the lower realm of like, this is hard, why can't I do better? It should be easier, it's somebody else's fault. Like, you know, that kind of lower vibe, lower thinking, lower attitudes, lower emotions. So they're already there. So fundamentally, you know, I always say people have a love-hate relationship with this part of the work. On the one hand, yeah, exactly as you just said, it makes them feel not so good about themselves because now it's clear, it's in black and white, it's right in your face, there's no denying it, you know, you can't tell stories about it. Right. So there's that. But then on the other hand, they have a love relationship with it because now it's really clear. Here it is on a simple checklist that's telling me, oh, this is why I feel as bad as I do. Because when it's all in your head, Jordan, of like, yeah, I got to get that bill paid or, oh, man, my taxes still aren't done or, oh, gosh, I hope Uncle John's not at that party because, you know, I owe him all that money from 10 years ago. When it's all in your head, it's kind of hard to keep track of it. But when it's all committed to one place, on a piece of paper, on a simple checklist, people can wrap their freaking head around it. And when you can wrap your head around it, Jordan, the next thing I help people do is create some kind of a financial remediation plan. I'm, I'm like their, their fitness coach, if you will, that helps them decide what's the area that you can tackle that's, that's realistic. And also I say, deal with the thing that's killing you the fastest. So if you know, the back taxes are the thing that's killing you the fastest and you're on the verge of going to jail, let's make a plan to get to work on that. 
get in touch with the person that's been sending you those emails or those letters, you know, talk to them, make a plan for how you can get it taken care of. So whatever it is, I say, deal with the, you know, deal with the piece that's killing you the fastest. It's I'm borrowing from the 12 step traditions, uh, a uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, uh, Debtors Anonymous. They say, deal with the addiction that's killing you the fastest because people who have addictions most often have them in many areas. And I would say that people who are chronic debtors have an addiction. They're addicted to overspending and under earning and they haven't recognized the degree to which they over identify as that person. They probably don't want to deal with it. They, you know, right. Just like an alcoholic will live in denial until they can't any longer. You know, anybody who has uh, unhelpful or unhealthy behavior, most often they don't wake up in the morning like, yes, I'm going to just completely turn that around today. People practice all kinds of denial and avoidance to give permission to keep doing what they know they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. So your money vibe, to some extent, seems to follow on Maslow's uh hierarchy of needs, right, from the kind of survival to enlightenment. It seems like it has a very similar feel to that. Is that, is that correct? You know, I've had other people say that to me. It was not in my consciousness or in my immediate thought when I created it. Uh, I created this, my money vibe, and uh, as you're saying, the lower levels are survival and stress. The higher levels are transformation, your ability to change, your desire to change, and transcendence, which is you know, when you're at that level, let's just say this whole thing of money doesn't bother you any longer. You've, you've really transcended it. But but so uh, those are the four levels that he's referring to. And, you know, I know Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Again, I was a psychotherapist for many years. But how when I developed that, I was actually I'm I was deeply influenced by the work of Dr. David Hawkins, who has a 17 layer uh, level of consciousness model. And Dr. Bruce Schneider, who wrote the book Energy Leadership, he has a seven-level consciousness model. And I've studied with both of these men and uh, was mentored by Bruce Schneider, worked closely with them. And as I taught these models, it was honestly just overkill for your average consumer of leadership development or personal development work. And so I took their two models and I created it into a simpler four-level model from survival to stress to transformation to transcendence, as you just said, those four levels, because I feel like it's easier to teach, it's easier for people to wrap their head around. It takes time. This is not something, as you said, that happens instantly. I mean, from somebody who starts with your practice to when they become transcendent, is that like two weeks? Is that 10 years? I mean, just. You know. <laughs> Um, it's not two weeks. And honestly, Jordan, my goal is not to create people who are living in transcendent consciousness every minute of every day. That's really like the, like those people. What consciousness research shows is those people would be like, you know, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, uh, you know, a Christ, a Buddha, you know, uh, somebody who's really mastered the psychological and the physical aspects of living and they're just, they just transcend it all. So it, it might be if, if you use the phrase spiritual mastery. 
So my goal, in, in particularly in leadership work, isn't to create people who are spiritual masters. It is to create people that are, uh, you know, I call, I have a program called Transformational Leaders. I want to create transformational leaders who have clarity about who they are, what the mission is, what they're up to in life, how they're going to get there. They've got high productivity because they're clear on what they're doing on their day-to-day -day basis. So my goal is to move people out of this realm of survival and stress, which by the way, is where most of mainstream America is living. Most of our culture lives in the realm of survival, which is like life is hard, so just screw it. Like, you know, it's somebody else's problem. I'm not going to be engaged with this or stress consciousness, which is, oh, my gosh, life is so hard. Therefore, I have to work hard. I'm driven. I'm going to push. I have to do more. That's where most, you know, most people are living kind of between these two realms. So my goal is to create transformational leaders or transformational thinkers and thought leaders who know who they are, know why they're here, know why they're in business, know what values they're building on, and are able to communicate that in a vision to other people in their company. And you have done that. You have created such visionary leaders. Is that correct? I have, indeed. Very good. Lots of them, in fact. <laughs> That's great. Very good. We're going to take a break again. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jackie Woodside. Her book is called Money Vibe, Your Financial Freedom Formula, whether you have money or not. You can find out more at her very well-developed website, JackieWoodside.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jackie Woodside. She's the author of a book called Money Vibe, Your Financial Freedom Formula, Whether You Have Money or Not. 
her website, Jackie, spelled I-E, JackieWoodside.com. Welcome back to the show, Jackie. So great to be here. This is a blast. So let's describe exactly what the money vibe is. You talk about being the kind of inner game, um, but in your own words, just kind of describe what a vibe is. Yeah, sure. Great question. So your vibe, which may sound kind of hairy-fairy, but you know, science actually now shows that the way that you think and the way that you feel creates a vibratory pattern around you physically that goes out anywhere from you know 18 inches to about three feet. And I, I want you to just think about this very uh, casually. You've gone to a party before or walked into a conference room for a meeting or a seminar or something, and you look around the room and you see somebody across the room and you know maybe you walk over and you talk for a few minutes and very quickly you have you know, you might have this thought, man, I don't know what it is about this guy. I just like his vibe. And you end up in that corner for the next hour, hour and a half, two hours, and you didn't even realize the time is gone. And you think, I just really like his vibe. Or then maybe you go over, you know, to get a cocktail or, or, or you know, grab a bite to eat at, at another part. And you're chatting with somebody and you're like, dude, I don't know what it is. I just don't like his vibe. No. So we've had those experiences before and we call it your vibe. What we actually didn't recognize is that what's going on is that the person that you're like, man, I just like their vibe, has likely very similar beliefs, uh, inner beliefs. Uh, they tend to be on the same emotional level as you. So people who are what I call negaholics, people who are addicted to negativity, tend to gravitate together. You'll see in, in workplaces, I call them the negapod. <laughs> the group of negative people that will find each other in any team and in any company versus the people who are, you know, kind of the Pollyanna glass half full all the time. They will also gravitate together. Why is that? Because like energy, like vibration is drawn to itself. So your vibe is the, the vibratory pattern of consciousness that gets created by your inner world of beliefs emotions, attitudes, and thoughts. How you think and feel, what you believe, what attitudes you hold, create a vibratory pattern around you that A, draws people to you or will, I guess you could say, repels other people to you. Like you're just like gonna connect very quickly. And then, or not, you know, we're kind of not really like that person pretty quickly. And then B, also is the the attractor pattern and i know this sounds crazy woo woo but i am actually speaking science the attractor pattern that has certain circumstances brought into your life whereas others are kind of not brought towards you let me give you a concrete example if i may um so i own three houses and i've done a lot of carpentry construction work on these three houses and a few years ago when i when i was doing a pretty major well, every every one of my remodels, actually, I always GC the, the the work. And a dear friend of mine is a mogul, a real estate mogul in the Boston area. He owns tons of strip malls and three family houses and apartment buildings. He's very, very successful in real estate. And he's a dear friend. We've been friends for 30 years. So we're on the phone. He's like, hey, what's going on with the house? I was like, yeah, you know, I've got everything lined up. I've got the sheetrock guy. I've got the carpenters. I've got, he's like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, I'm GCing this. He's like, are you nuts? I was like, no, I like doing it this way. He's like, you can't get any good help. You know, carpenter, you know, you've got to have a GC. The, these people, the subs, their their trades, they're horrible to work with. They'll charge you too much. And I just thought to myself, thank God I don't share that belief. Uh -huh. 
have that belief. Well, sure enough, it was like a Friday night and I was here with a couple of friends, my neighbors actually, who like heard the pneumatic hammer. My spouse and I were laying hardwood floors uh, in, in, our, in one of the bedrooms and my neighbors came over and they're helping and the, the nail wouldn't go in all the way. And I was like, what the heck, is it me? Am I, I'm doing something wrong? So the, the gentleman who was with me, he came over and he slammed on it, wouldn't go in. So I called Home Depot where I had rented my pneumatic hammer and the Home Depot guy says, well, you know, it sounds like it's the hammer from what you're describing. He's like, you know, I get off in about 10 minutes. Give me your address. Why don't I shoot over and I'll check it for you? The Home Depot guy. So he comes over to my house. He comes in. He's like, oh, he tries it a couple of times. Yep, it's not pressurizing enough. I just happened to bring one with me from the store. I'll swap this out for you. This is 10 o'clock on a Friday night. Oh, shit. Right. So what I'm talking about, you know, say it sounds woo woo. And I have a th like that's just one story. I have a thousand of those. What you believe creates your experiences. So I just believe there's good people everywhere. I'm going to have a great experience with this. I love home stuff. Now, I'm not a carpenter. I learned how to lay hardwood floors because I don't know. I thought it was fun and I just did that for that. But I'm not in any way a carpenter. But I just believed I'm always going to find good people. I'm always going to have, you know, people who are taking good care of me. And I have story after story after story after story that fits that belief. My friend who's the real estate mogul has a belief that you can't get good trades. And his experience bears that belief out over and over and over again. A lot of the leaders in this field think that you are, your life is very much like the five people that you're most close to or surround yourself with, either positively or negatively. So you agree with that as well, right? Yeah, you know, uh, be be really mindful. Like I used that phrase just a few minutes ago, negaholics. First of all, if your life is surrounded with negaholics, what does that say about you? <laughs> right? So you want to use them as a mirror. And if you're noticing that, you're, that your life is kind of unpleasant because of the people around you and you want to make a change, you likely won't be able to make a dramatic change in your own inner world while having the same outer group of friends. Mm -hmm. Do you need an uh, uh, accountability partner to help you change your money vibe? It helps. In fact, one of the things I say in the book that, that you have there with you, Jordan, is get yourself an MVP as you start reading Money Vibe. And an MVP, as I write in the book, is your money vibe partner. I say, don't go through this book and just try to do it yourself. Get a money vibe partner because there's writing exercises and checklists and inventories. And left to your own devices, you'll read the book and be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do that inventory. Oh, I gotta do the work of that set of, uh, you know, those exercises. Oh, I need to, you know, and you won't do it. <laughs> so get yourself an MVP and go through it chapter by chapter by chapter and actually do the work. Part of the, the system to change your money vibe for the better is understanding your human inter internal operating system, iOS. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of change your internal operating system. Yeah, well, the whole book is designed to bring you to that point. So it begins with being aware of what your internal operating system is, which is the beliefs that you've developed that lead to you seeing things a certain way. So going through each of the steps of the book, like um, there's a beliefs inventory in the book that has you really look at what things you've come to believe about yourself, about money, how, how easy or difficult it is to earn money. So it's being aware, you know, those, for those three questions that I asked you a few minutes ago in segment one, what do you think? What do you feel? What do you say about money? That's an awareness exercise. 
the financial fitness inventory. That's an awareness exercise. If, if your financial fitness is in a hot mess, it's a hot mess. That says a lot about what you believe about money. Now, you know, moving into the area of beliefs, if your beliefs are all in that lower vibe, you know, it's hard to earn money. I can't get a break. I'm not one of the lucky ones. You know, if you have a lot of those low money vibe beliefs, that's where you need to get to work. So your first step is you know, have to get awareness. But the book is designed to give you all that through all these exercises. And then secondly, you've got to do the work of actually changing your beliefs. So how do you do that? Well, you change your outer network. You, you know, have people around you who are high vibe, success oriented, optimistic people. Then you do the hard work of paying attention to what you think. I teach a, I see we just got a few minutes here. I'll just say this last piece. I teach a method called the three C's of how to change your thoughts. The first C is catch it, pay attention, be aware. You know, what did I just say? What was I just thinking? How was I just feeling? Catch it. Second C is challenge it. Talk back to that low vibe thought or emotion. Just, you know, pay attention to what you're saying so that you can talk back to it. Is that true? Is that the future I want for myself? Is that going to create a positive financial outcome? No, no, no. Well, then the third C is change it. What thought can you empower? What thought can you empower right now that's going to make a difference for you? So rather than, God, it's so hard to make money, one of my beliefs is there's money everywhere and I just need to channel that money into my life. That's a belief that I hold. I say that to myself all the time. And because of that, financial opportunity always has a way of finding me. So catch it, challenge it, and change it, the, the three C's. How do you define financial freedom or having people define financial freedom for themselves? It's not a, a dollar figure. Yeah, it's not because I've had billionaire clients before who were still feeling that they needed to make more money. So it's not a dollar figure. So my definition of financial freedom is very different. I've never heard anyone else say this. It is never having to worry about money, whether you have any or not. That's what true freedom is, because if you've got a billion dollars, but you're stressed about you know what you're going to do with your money or where's the next deal going to come from or I got to keep making this money, then you're not free. Freedom is never having to worry, living with inner peace, living that sense of, you know, transcendence or transformation that life is always working for my highest good and the money's always going to be there and it's always going to come. I've met people who are dirt poor in the cities of Guatemala where I did humanitarian aid work who were just m way more free, even though they had no money, than some of the millionaire and billionaire clients that I've had who are wrapped up about their money. So most people in this country probably do not feel financially free. I mean, they're living paycheck to paycheck and think that's unattainable, probably. And you're saying it is attainable. Yeah, no, because financial freedom is an inner job. It's a sense of knowing that life is always that life itself is benevolent and you'll always have your needs met even living paycheck to paycheck. And then of course, doing the work to not be living paycheck to paycheck, but that's a different conversation. Very good. All right, we're gonna take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jackie Woodside. Uh, she is a, a psychotherapist as well as an author. Her book is called Money Vibe, Your Financial Freedom Formula, Whether You Have Money or Not. Her website, JackieWoodside.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? 
paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jackie Woodside. Uh, She is the author of a book called Money Vibe, Your Financial Freedom Formula. Whether you have money or not, you can find out more at her website, JackieWoodside.com. Welcome back to the show, Jackie. So, so fun. I'm really enjoying this, Jordan. What a great show you have. So there are high vibe and low vibe statements. Just give us a sense of some of the high vibe statements that people should try to relate to and some of the low vibe statements that kind of drag them down. Yeah, sure. So these are really like beliefs, uh, beliefs that people hold in, you know, consciously or unconsciously that create our financial or money vibe. So the low vibe statements would be things like, oh, you know, it's just hard. Uh, It's hard earning money. I'm constantly in a sense of survival uh, survival mode. I can't get ahead. Um, One of them that we've inherited culturally is money is the root of all evil. And in fact, I want to address that just briefly because I, I just re- learned recently that the translation of that from the initial era, the original Aramaic language actually said it was greed. The word money and greed were kind of uh, could have been interpreted either way. Mm-hmm. And some people have said, well, no, it says the love of money, which is true, the love of money, which is the root of all evil. And it actually tra- that translates in the Aramaic to greed. So, uh, but we even internalize that like money is the root of all evil. And, you know, if, if you're a good person, you shouldn't have a lot of money. Um, I'd better hold on to the money that I'd have. That's another one that people, you know, the, that sense of clinging. And if I've got an extra hundred dollars in the bank, I better not spend it. You know, not being able to take risks. It's not safe for me to take financial risks. Those are the kind of low vibe beliefs you know, people probably don't walk around saying that, you know, uh, saying these things outside, but it's what's operating in what I called earlier your iOS, your internal operating system. Um, people would call it scarcity consciousness, I guess. Yeah, scarcity that. thinking, lack thinking, scarcity yep. consciousness, exactly right. And it, it's a whole, it's pervasive. You have it about money and having and like uh, you might think that thinking about money a lot is, is, you know, makes you a shallow person that you're, you know, that money is not going to increase your happiness uh, when in fact, you know, research shows quite uh, the opposite that, you know, people who have sufficient means have higher uh, levels of reported happiness than those who don't. So, um, so those are some of the low vibe thoughts, feelings, emotions, worrying about money. 
uh, being anxious about money all the time, that causes a low vibration. So look, I also want to say, Jordan, I've been rich, I've been poor. Rich is better, absolutely. But I've been really poor. I've been homeless. Um, I had to put myself through college. My mom was widowed when I was two years old with three kids and a high school education. So I didn't come from money. I, I was lower middle class socioeconomic status. My mom was a blue collar employee, raised three kids. So uh, I put myself through college with a basketball scholarship and working three jobs. I put myself through graduate school, working awake overnights and then doing schoolwork and an internship during the day. Uh, so I know what it's like to not have money. I'm not speaking this, these, these statements from a privileged place. Mm -hmm. People would think the way you speak that you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Exactly, because I speak so uh, confidently about it. It's because I've seen this transformation. I've literally gone from homeless to owning three waterfront homes, mm -hmm. you know, flat broke to multiple seven figure, you know, uh, assets. So I really understand what it takes to go from nothing and have to gut it out to create this transformation. And so talk about some of the high vibe statements then. Yeah, so now, you know, so those were a lot of the things that I used to have running in me. And now I think things like, you know, money is everywhere. This is probably one of my favorite ones. Money is everywhere. I, you know, we call money currency, right? We, and so I say money's everywhere. We just have to direct the currency of money into my life. That's it. It's that simple. So another, other thoughts are, it's, or beliefs, it's easy to make money. I have always felt that since I was like a teenager, I always knew I could make the money I had to just get by. And that's what I did for many, many years was I just got by. Now, I just believe it's easy to make money and I can make money as much as I want. My finances are secure. Do you feel secure with money? That's another high vibe money belief. Money provides opportunities for me uh, is another one. There's financial opportunity everywhere. Like there really is, there's money everywhere in our world. Just stop right now, this moment, this second. Think about how much currency is being trans, uh, transitioned right now. Somebody is at Walmart buying whatever they need. Somebody's at the grocery store. Somebody's buying stocks on Wall Street. Somebody is closing a deal on a real estate. Money is exchanging constantly. So my belief is because money is constantly flowing, money flows into my life easily. That's just a belief. But when I harbor that belief, when I infuse it into my consciousness, it becomes my outer experience as well. One of the things you say helps is gratitude and, and giving back. It's not all about you. How does giving back and feeling gratitude impact your, your vibe? It's, this is such a good question. There's actual research about this, that people that have an attitude of gratitude that tend to be great, grateful people also have greater percentage of earning and ease in getting jobs. So the difference is when you're a person that notices what's good, what's working, the blessings in your life rather, rather than the problems, it impacts your vibe. So a person who has, who practices gratitude, knowing, you know, focusing on what's going well or all the blessings, the simple pleasures, the simple blessings of life impacts your vibration. So it be, you become a higher vibe person because you're talking about, thinking about, noticing what's going well rather than what's wrong, missing or broken. And that, as you increase your vibration, life is, it, it sounds so esoteric, but life is, it's easier for life to allow the flow of good things into your life because it's what you see and it's what you come to expect. 
So a simple way of doing that, and I've done this for years, I actually do a whole page every morning in my journal of things I'm grateful for. But even uh, research shows even writing three things at the end of the day that you're grateful for increases your sense of well-being and raises your vibe. You, you also say you really have control about it. You can, if you focus and have a desire to do these things, that's kind of the engine behind getting the results you're looking for. Is that right? No, absolutely. Desire is key. You know, you have to be clear on what it is that you desire to bring into your life and to give back to life. And uh, having that sense of clarity is another thing that raises your vibe and it makes it easier for, for you to focus on and bring those things into your life. You also talk about doing committed actions. So are these things you should write down or you use this with your VIP or how do you take all these wonderful feelings and put them into action? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, having a plan for sure. So, I, you know, depending on where people need to start, people probably need to start with their financial fitness um, inventory, their financial well-being. Clean up your messes. Start there. And how do you do that? Well, you, you write down what the messes are. You write down what the action steps are to cleaning them up. It's make a phone call. It's write a check or earn the extra money to write that check. Whatever it is, you've got to write down what your plan is. Then take that plan and put it in your schedule. Tell that to your VIP or to your coach or your accountability partner. Tell somebody else what it is, put it in your schedule, and then follow through with those actions. So get clear on the what the item is, break it down into tasks of what needs to occur, put those tasks in your schedule, tell someone else about it, and then deliver on it. In the two minutes or so we have left, why don't you kind of summarize what difference it'll make in people's lives to understand and transform their money vibe as opposed to the way most people that don't even know this exists and kind of live day to day. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, it's the most important thing that you will ever learn is to manage your beliefs, emotions, attitudes, and thoughts because it is the creative element of your life. So there's, there really, you know, and certainly financial literacy is important and learning about investments and how to increase your, you know, your portfolio. Yes, that's all important. But if you learn all of that without learning the importance of your consciousness and your mindset, your belief system and how it impacts your outer world, of, of productivity and, and uh, producing results financially, you'll be shooting yourself in the foot. You'll be you know, just going around in the same uh, hamster wheel of trying to get ahead, trying to get ahead. But without changing your consciousness and your money vibe, you're making it so, so much harder. When you raise your vibe, live in a sense of transformation and self-empowerment, I can do this, I can have sufficiency and peace of mind around money, I can have abundance, uh, I can have wealth, then you're moving yourself more toward that through the energy that you live in and create around you. And you've actually seen it happen with your clients and even yourself, as you say, if you came from poverty and are where you are now, it's, it's not just a theoretical thing. It is not just theoretical, no. The, I, I'm doing consulting work with a company right now. I just did an executive retreat last weekend. They increased their revenues 85% in the last two and a half months since I've been working with them. It's, it's a belief system that they can do it and they do it. Yeah, it's a belief system that they can do it and the accountability of me, you know, holding their holding their feet to the fire and actually doing the work. I meet with them every week to go, you know, we've set goals. Uh, we've done a lot of mindset and consciousness work. Uh, and I meet with them weekly to go over the plan, hold them accountable, address their vibe when they're, you know, feeling stressed out or like they can't do it. And yeah, it's made a huge difference for this company. Excellent. Very good. You've been very inspiring. My guest this hour has been Jackie Woodside. Her book is called Money Vibe, Your Financial Freedom Formula. Whether you have money or not, you can find out more at her website, 
JackieWoodside.com. I think you've been very inspiring and people have learned a lot about how to make their money vibe better. Thanks so much for being on The Money Answer Show, Jackie. It was really great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Thanks again. And we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.